I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Oh, downtown Los Angeles. Look at that. I, was, I had L.A. on the mind because I'm talking about the Super Bowl. But we're in Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I just got done talking about plans for Super Bowl weekend. So that's why I'm talking about Los Angeles. And uh, I have L.A. on the brain here because I'm thinking about SoFi Stadium. I'm thinking about what's going on that weekend, Radio Row leading up to it, all the excitement going down in L.A. for the Super Bowl. And one of the biggest questions that people have from Los Angeles or just, you know, L.A. people or anyone that I've talked to that's going to be there for the Super Bowl is will the Los Angeles team be in that game and for the second straight year have a home team in the Super Bowl. As we all know, Tampa went to the Super Bowl last year and won in Tampa in their home stadium, and there is the possibility that it could happen again this year with the Rams playing in the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium. But in order for that to happen, they have to get by the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks coming up this Sunday in the divisional round of the playoffs. Here's where we are for this divisional round. On Saturday, the Bengals will take on the Titans in Nashville. Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and honestly, I would not be surprised if this thing even moves to four. Saturday night. 8.15 Eastern time, Packers hosting the 49ers with that spread at 6. And that could rise if we find out more injury concerns with one Jimmy Garoppolo. The latest on Jimmy G, he has a slightly sprained shoulder. Slightly sprained, whatever that means. Jimmy's a tough guy. He's played through injuries and... I think that he will give it a go. Uh, But Garoppolo, as well as Fred Warner, the linebacker, and defensive end Nick Bosa were all um, key injuries that are going to be monitored throughout this week. But Kyle Shanahan said that Warner and Garoppolo should be able to go. And he thinks that uh, Garoppolo will be able to resume some sort of practice this week and be good to go in that game. We move on to Sunday. 
where the Rams will play the Bucs in the first game at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Tampa is a three-point favorite at home. And then the Bills and the Chiefs on Sunday night, 6.30 Eastern time. And you want to talk about money affecting lines. Uh, This thing was at 2.5. It was at 3. It was at 2.5. It's down to 1.5 now as the Buffalo Bills are getting a lot of love in the market. Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Bills. The total in that one, 54-and-a-half, the highest of the weekend. And if you're thinking about a little money line underdogs here, the Rams are plus 130, Bills are plus 100. They're even money there. Niners plus 200, Bengals plus 165, if you want to do a little round-robin on the underdogs. Last week... I went over uh, the trends for the wild card round of the playoffs in order to help you out there make an educated decision on a bet that you wanted to place or whatever, maybe a bet that I wanted to place. And I promised you that I would give you the divisional round trends. And I tweeted one out earlier today, and you can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The one that I tweeted out today, home teams. Home teams have dominated the divisional round of the playoffs. Since 2012, home teams are 31-9 and straight up. Think about that. 31-9 and straight up since 2012. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good against the spread. Let's talk about the trends leading up to the divisional round of the playoffs. Once again, courtesy of our very own Steve Mackinnon. Last week, we talked about the outright winners in the wildcard rounds with an incredible ATS record. The outright winner in the last 40 divisional round playoff games, 29-10-1 ATS. Still a strong Record, not as strong as the 48 out of 56 that we talked about in the wild card. And last week, the outright winner, 6-0 against the spread. But in the divisional round, the outright winner in the last 40 games, 29-10-1 ATS. Now let's talk about those home teams. The last time that the road teams had an edge in the divisional round of the playoffs was in 2009 when road teams went 3-1. and one. Since then, home teams 36-12 and 12 straight up. However, 25-22-1 against the spread. Not a great ATS record. But over the last six years, home teams 14-9-1 against the spread. A little bit of a better ATS record. There have been only four road favorites in the last 25 years of the divisional playoffs. Could we get to a scenario where Buffalo flips to a favorite? Probably not. So that's a moot point here. But the point spreads, here's where it gets interesting. 
home favorites of five and a half points or less are just 14 and 10 straight up and 10 and 14 against the spread since 2006. And that would mean three of the four home teams in Tennessee, Buff in uh, uh, um, Kansas City, and in Tampa Bay. 10 and 14 against the spread since 2006. Those home favorites laying six or more, 28 and 11 straight up, 18, 20, and 1 ATS. That would be the Green Bay Packers who are laying six. Uh, Road underdogs in the plus three and a half to plus nine and a half range. 22, 14, and 1 ATS in the last 37 games. 11 and 26 straight up, though. These teams, despite those positive numbers, are actually on a seven-game outright losing streak, which would mean the Bengals and the 49ers. Those would fall into the seven straight losses for those teams. Uh, And it's very, very interesting to see a lot of these trends. The one that was really, really uh, eye-opening, jaw-dropping, if you will, trend that I read, has to do with the day of the game. Now, could this mean, excuse me, could this mean when you're talking about Saturdays being on a short week, you know, it's one less day of preparation, so traveling on the road, playing on a Saturday, it's not going to be beneficial for the road team versus Sunday where it's maybe a little bit extra rest, especially if you're coming off a Saturday game the week before. But over the last 12 seasons, Saturday home teams, which would mean the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers, Saturday home teams over the last 12 seasons in the divisional rounds of the playoffs, 21-3 and three straight up and 18-6 and six against the spread. That's wild. 21-3 straight up, 18-6 and six against the spread in the last 12 seasons for Saturday home teams. Sunday home teams, though. Mm-mm-mm. Sunday home teams. 17 and 15 straight up. 9, 22, and 1 ATS since 2006. Think about this. The road teams on Sunday. The road teams on Sunday, and that would mean the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. 22-9-1 ATS, 15-17 and 17 straight up since 2006, including 2-0 ATS last year in the divisional round. So, if I'm looking at these trends, 
I'm going Saturday home teams, Sunday road teams. And that would mean the Titans and the Packers on Saturday, the Rams and the Bills on Sunday. We'll continue to go over some of these amazing stats and trends for the divisional round of the playoffs, break down these games even further, and we'll be joined by our very own Dave Ross coming up about 15 minutes from now to dissect all of this and more. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. What is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network? Going to continue to go over some of these amazing trends for the divisional round of the playoffs. And uh, we talk about home teams doing a tremendous job uh, on Saturdays, the road teams doing a tremendous job on Sundays. How about conference wise? The AFC home teams in the last 25 games. 18 and 7 straight up, 13, 11, and 1 against the spread. The NFC teams, 23 and 9 straight up, 15 and 17 against the spread since 2006. Tampa's win last year 
at New Orleans snapped a seven-game winning streak for the host team in the NFC in the divisional round. Pretty interesting stuff there. Uh, how about this one? Uh, well, that's not strong. Let's kind of let's look for some really strong ones here. Uh, let's go for the totals. All right. In the last twenty-five matchups between a number one seed and a wild card team or a team that won on the road in the wild card round, the under is 18-8-1 with the home team scoring just 22.7 points per game. That would be Packers and 49ers. The under 18-8-1 total for that game is at 47 and a half. Number one seeds, though, are on a 13 to 9 overrun. But number two seeds, even better. 14 and 8 in the last 11 years. Last year, both number twos went under the posted total. This year, the number two seeds would be the Bucks against the Rams at 48 and a half. And it would be the uh, Chiefs against the Bills, 54 and a half for that. Home teams, let's see. Home teams that cover the spread in the divisional round games are on an 18 to 4 over run. Hosts that averaged 33.7 points per game in those contests. Uh, the road team that covers has seen 11 unders and four overs since 2014. So I guess what it means is home teams, if you like the home team to cover, you go with the over. If you like the road team to cover, you go with the under. That's what those trends are kind of pointing out here. Road, under, home, over. Home teams with the offense, they go over. And the road teams with the defense, they go under. So uh, that would mean if you like the Bengals to cover against the Titans, you go under 47. If you like the Titans to cover, you go over the 47. Packers, you like them to cover, you go over the 47 and a half. If you like the Niners to cover, you go under 47. Rams plus three, you would go under 48 and a half. Uh, Bucks, you would go the over. And then the Chiefs, you would go over. Or the Bills, you would go under. That's just what those trends are saying. And then uh, follow the line movements. How about this? In the wild card round, the line movements had a successful run. 28-18-1 ATS. However, in the divisional round, since 2009, the side that has the money moving towards it 22 and 10 ATS. And here's an interesting nugget. Only eight of the last 51 divisional round games moved more than one point off the opening number, all of them in the last eight years. Pretty interesting. 22 and 10 ATS. 
is that's the run for the money movement. The game that has moved already one point off of its number is the Bills and the Chiefs with the money movement towards the Bills. That was a two and a half point spread yesterday. It is now one and a half. Following that money move has been profitable since 2009, going 22 and 10 ATS. How about the totals? Uh, Betters have successfully been on early totals. Uh, 26 and 17 in the last 43 divisional games that have seen the total move off the opening number. So if you see a total move off the opening number, that trend 26 and 17. So it's good. Not as good as 22 and 10, but it's good. 26 and 17, depending on where the money is going for those totals. Uh, You can look right now at the totals and the movement that has uh, happened on them. If you're looking at on the Saturday games, total opened up at 46 with the Cincinnati-Tennessee. It's now at 47. Total was 47.5. San Francisco-Green Bay, that has stayed the same, so no movement there. Total was 48.5 in the Rams and the Bucks. That has stayed the same. And the total was 53.5, Buffalo-KC, now up to 54.5. So over in Buffalo, over, believe it or not, in Tennessee, would be following the money trends of moving the spreads there. And that record in the last 43 divisional games, 26-17. and 17. So it's really interesting to see uh, the way that this uh, thing has gone over the past several years. Um, in terms of the teams and their records. So here we go. Road teams in the divisional rounds. If you have 10 wins or fewer, 10 and 30 straight up, 17, 22, and 1 ATS since 2002. And that would go with the bang that would go against the Bengals and against the 49ers because they have 10 wins. Again, road teams that have won 10 games or fewer during the regular season in the divisional round of the playoffs, 10 and 30 straight up, 17, 22, and 1 ATS since 2002. The road teams that have won 11 or more games, 22 and 10 against the spread. 22 and 10 against the spread for the road teams that have won 11 and 11 or more games during the regular season. And that would apply to the Rams who won 12 games and the Bills who won 11 games. So there's a lot of trends here that have pointed to similar teams. And if you're following the tea leaves with all of these trends, it seems like the play or the plays are on the Titans and the Packers on Saturday 
and on the Bills and the Rams on Sunday. That's pretty interesting. Um, home teams, let's see. Uh, no games apply for that trend, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, but that is some really interesting stuff. There's a lot of trends here, and it just seems like it's all aligning for the two home teams on Saturday and the two road teams on Sunday. Titans, Packers, Rams, Bills. We'll see if our very own Dave Ross agrees. He will join me coming up next. Dave, of course, host of Betting Across America and the Green Zone and First Strike. So we're definitely going to have to get into the UFC event coming up on Saturday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look At right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year. So make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. Welcoming in now one of our favorite guests. He is Dave Ross. You listen to him on the weekends and you watch him hosting betting across America and the green zone, as well as first strike our combat sports show, and we will talk plenty about UFC 270 coming up. But first, Dave, let's talk about the NFL playoffs. The Cowboys stung you and I both last weekend. Uh, I would like to avoid getting stung this weekend, but uh, are you over your Cowboys loss yet? No, not at all, Scott. (laughs) I Look, very rarely in an NFL weekend do I go undefeated. I was 7-1, and one, and you already know the one. And that <laughs> one sticks out. It feels like 30. It feels like 7-30. and 30. Like, you know, all the other great handicaps, great, all that. When you lose the one that you really want the most, in that fashion, you know, I had a money line, had them tease through the number up to three in a couple plays. Of course, they lose by six. They can't get the snap off. All that calamity Jane stuff that just happened on Sunday, you know, I, I just, I, I just sit there and I go, why do I torture myself? But I still feel like we had the right handicap, by the way. They were still the better football team. They had 14 penalties. Dak throws a terrible pick. They couldn't play a much worse game than they did. And they played nervous from the jump. And when the Niners got the opening kickoff and went right down the field and went up seven, nothing, I went, uh Oh, here we go. Mm. It feels like every other Cowboys playoff game, it felt like when the Cowboys were the number one seed and Tony Romo went to Cancun, and then they, you know, that's my quarterback with T.O. to the Giants. It almost had an exact ending like that with Romo throwing an incomplete in the end zone that year. I thought if they got one more play, that's probably how it would have ended, probably with an incompletion anyway. It's like they torture you when you watch this football team 
with number one DVOA and, and defense and the top scoring offense. And I think only two teams in the history of the postseason to be ranked where they, they were offensively and defensively uh, to statistically to, to not win. It's only happened like twice in the history of the NFL playoffs. I mean, they, they do historical stuff to just rip your heart out. So no, I'm not over it yet. It's going to take me a while to get over it, Scotty. Well, listen, I'm a Jets fan, so you know there's always room next to me on the couch if you want to, uh, if you want to, you know, just share, share the misery. This, yeah, you know, my team, my team has the longest playoff drought in the NFL currently. So, uh, wow, yeah. If you look at the the stats, the Jets haven't made the playoffs longer than any team in the NFL. It's been that long. Wow. But Holy but mackerel. I will say this. Um, as I was reminded of this yesterday, that Mark Sanchez still has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and Kirk Cousins combined. Wow. So. Hey, when you go to two straight AFC title games like <laughs> Mark Sanchez did with Rex Ryan, that goes a long way. And look, that's the point with the Cowboys. And again, look, you know, it was a good season from where they were a year ago and all that, you know, morale stuff. But the bottom line is until they do it in the postseason, it just doesn't matter, Scott. And it's hard to take this team seriously. And I understand why people who took the Niners and kind of we all of our experts here at Eason, they're kind of split across the board. But the ones that took the Niners are almost like, you're, do you really trust Dallas in the postseason? So you can understand that handicap. History does repeat itself with this football team. So you try to handicap these things in a vacuum. You felt like you were on the right side. But yet history has a way with the Cowboys of rearing its ugly head, and it did so again on Sunday. Well, you mentioned that they really, you know, play, didn't play. They they lost that game rather than the 49ers winning that game. So can oh, the Niners at, tried to give it to them. Well, yeah. So can you take anything away from the 49ers' performance to handicap what they're going to be able to do against the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I really do, Scott. And you see this line's kind of all over the map. It was up at six at BetMGM today when I was working with Wes Reynolds doing, uh, doing uh, the Lombardi line. I saw it down to four and a half in other spots, five, five and a half. It's kind of been all over the board. But the more and more that I handicapped this, and the one thing I can't believe I'm going to say, which I said to Wes this morning, we have two teams in the NFL postseason this week playing on short weeks. And one of those teams is the San Francisco 49ers having to play a Saturday game on the road in Green Bay after playing at Dallas because of scheduling. And the Rams who played Monday night now got to play Sunday. So I know people go, well, not that big a deal. It is to those teams, and it's huge to the 49ers when you've got Jimmy G with a shoulder issue now. We got Fred Warner with his knee. We got Nick Bosa trying to come back in concussion protocol. You don't think that extra day would be huge for their best defensive players? I mean, that is massive. So while if you handicapped it with, with the Niners' full strength against the Packers coming up basically two weeks off, right, even though they lost to Detroit in the regular season finale, they basically were playing for records and incentive bonuses. That's it nothing else, and you might get your two best defensive players back? My goodness, because Jair Alexander, uh, you're going to get the, the Smith brothers back in action together for the first time? I, all of a sudden, I look at the Packers and go, it couldn't be better. If the biggest concern for Green Bay laying the number is rust, I'll trust Aaron Rodgers that he hasn't forgotten football in two weeks versus a banged-up Jimmy G, uh, a, a guy in Nick Bosa who might not be able to go because he hasn't even cl- cleared those protocols and Warner, even if he plays, will be compromised. He will not be anywhere near 100%. Those are, besides Debo Samuel, the three most important players on the team. 
So it's really hard for me to get behind San Francisco, especially if Green Bay gets out to a lead. And I don't know who's going to win the you know who's going to win the coin toss, right? That's going to work. But if the Packers win it, they should take the ball, go down and score, and make this team play from behind. Completely different football team when you make the Niners do that. So got the only way I can play this right now. Certainly going to tease down the Packers if it's a six point spread and make it a just win uh, baby game for Al Davis and or. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay them straight up with the number if it's five and a half, six. I hope it doesn't get to seven with this type of information. But as the week goes on, that storyline, that narrative will grow a little bit, certainly with the injuries and the lack of an extra day of preparation. So, yeah, I really do like the Packers in the spot. I'm 100% there with you. Um, you couldn't pay me to bet the 49ers. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Packers are winning this football game. Uh, the first game on Saturday, it seems like it's the one that no one's talking about, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans. I saw some videos of Derrick Henry at practice. Seems to look all right. Uh, the spread's at three and a half. Uh, I, honestly, I, know, I don't want to say that last week was the Bengals' Super Bowl, but last week was very important. Their first playoff win is since 1991. I know you remember that. Uh, and, and also the, the emotions the emotions in that stadium. Now you have to go on the road to face a Titans team that has just been all business this year, and, and no one's really talking about them. Meanwhile, they're the number one seed in the AFC. I just think it's a terrible spot for Cincinnati. They're not a physical football team. They're, they like they want to pass the football a lot. I think that Derrick Henry, even if he doesn't play or he plays a little bit between him and Foreman, they'll wear down this Bengals team. And I just, I can't see the Titans losing this one. Well, to me, it's the most important hook of the NFL slate this weekend, that three and a half. And I have a small lean to the Bengals taking the three and a half. I feel like it's the field goal game. I do kind of like the Titans to escape in some way, shape or form with the victory. So I'm not necessarily loving the Bengals on the money line, but Scott, I got to say, man, Joe Burrow, he balled out last week and he doesn't have much of an offensive line right now protecting him. He's not even hundred percent with that knee. And yet he's been figuring it away. His numbers last week were spectacular. And if the Titans can't get the pass rush, which they probably should be able to do, but I thought the Raiders would even get after Burrow a little bit better than they did. And what I'm noticing from Joe is he's getting the ball out of his hands, man. And it's a, Tom, it's a Tom Brady trait. And that's what Dak didn't do really last weekend to, to close the book on the Cowboys with that pass rush by the Niners getting home. He, didn't, he kept holding on to the ball, and he was taking shots for it, trying to make plays develop down the field. The Bengals' receiving core is sneaky good, and their tight end core is sneaky good. And if Burrow can keep getting the ball out of his hand and mitigate that pressure that the Titans are going to bring, it's going to be a very interesting chess match. I kind of like the under in this game. Because of what you mentioned with the running game for the Titans, I think they can ball control a little bit and try to limit possessions. They don't want to get into a possessions game with the Bengals because the Bengals' offense is just flat out better. So in a limited limited possessions game, I kind of like the under, but at three and a half, Scott, I'm still tempted to take the Bengals. It's not a strong play for me. The under is a stronger play. I really do find this to be a field goal game. I'd lead to the Titans by three. All right, Dave, hang on with me uh, for another segment because I want to get to the Sunday games, uh, which I think the underdogs absolutely are live in both of those games. Then I got to get your thoughts on UFC 270, uh, which comes up this Saturday night. He is Dave Ross, always on Twitter at DRossSports. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up at Scott's On Air. We will get into the Sunday divisional round games in the NFL and 
the UFC 270 main event as well. This is the look ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow us all on the network at VSIN Live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, rejoined now by our very own Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America, Green Zone, and First Strike. And we're going to talk about UFC 270 in just a few minutes. But let's talk about the Sunday games, Dave. And I gave some incredible trends earlier on the show about how the Saturday home teams have done extremely well in the divisional round, and the Sunday road teams have done well in the divisional round. And that's kind of where I'm leaning with both home teams on Saturday and going both road dogs on Sunday. What's your opinion on both of these Sunday games? Well, let's start off with the big one, and that, of course, is Tom Brady uh, against the Rams and the Hall of Famers that they bring on defense, and they played like it last week, right? I mean, you saw Von Miller look like Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. Like, you, you took him out of the time capsule, five years removed and he looked, that's why you went and made the trade for Vaughn, right? Jalen Ramsey's just shut down corner. You don't hear anything on his side. And you know, Aaron Donald, if he gets your helmet off, he's going to choke you out like he tried to do uh, with one of the, the uh, Cardinal linemen. So you've got that traveling hall of famers coming into town, but you know, it's something I mentioned with Joe Burrow and it's something that Tom Brady just does better and never gets the credit for. And that is he knows the rhythm and the pace of that pass rush. He's going to know if, if Jansen on the inside there playing center, uh, that's going to be a huge matchup if he's not 100% against Aaron Donald. We don't know about Tristan, Tristan Wirfs on the outside. If he can't go, that's a big problem with Von Miller coming around that edge. And then they'll put Aaron Donald outside too. You watch Raheem Morris. He'll line him up on the outside. He'll, he'll switch it, and Brady will be looking. 
Brady's going to be watching for where 99 is and for where 40 is. That's Von Miller's new number. He's going to be eye spying those guys. And Brady gets the ball out of his hands. He just he did it last week against the Eagles in the second half. He took some sacks because he didn't want to make the big interception with the huge lead. Against the Rams, he's going he's gonna to be looking for those matchups that he can possibly win, but they're going to be quick. I just can't bet against Brady in a field goal game. I can't do it. And I cannot put my money on Matthew Stafford, who got his first win last week as a starting quarterback in the playoffs. I mean, he, he's got to be 70 years old, and at least he finally got one, which is awesome and good for him and good for the Rams. But to now expect him to go on the road on a short week and do this against Tom Brady, who's been watching film since you and I talked a week ago, Scott, I, I just trust his brain trust. I trust, and I got to tell you, man, I think the best coordinator right now is Todd Bowles. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, why nobody's talking about that. This guy for head coach, if they want to get rid of Mike McCarthy down in Dallas, give me Todd Bowles. If they can't retain Dan Quinn. I mean, Todd Bowles is a mastermind over there. So now you're going to have boy genius against Todd Bowles. That's a wash in my book. So look, I'm going to, I'm going to trust Bruce Arians. I'm going to trust Byron Leftwich. I'm going to trust Todd Bowles. And I'm certainly going to trust Tom Brady. And so for me in a field goal game, give me that brain power on a Sunday to figure out a way one more time to get Tom Brady back to a conference championship. It's just what he's built for. It's what he does. And anything less will be a huge disappointment. And he doesn't care who his receivers are, who's playing wide, who's playing running back, and who's blocking at right tackle. Tom Brady's going to figure out a way. And how about your opinion on the Chiefs and the Bills? I love the Buffalo Bills here, and I know that the Chiefs are the small number, laying the two. They're going to be a popular pick this week, and I get that. I totally do. Bills are the better football team. Just point blank, you know, plain and simple. And if Josh Allen doesn't get into a machismo one-on-one with Patrick Mahomes and lets his defense, and they got clearly the better unit out there, and he doesn't get in the hero ball and say, all right, whatever Mahomes can do, I can do better. He stays within himself, makes those dynamic running plays with his legs, and keeps hitting his tight ends and looks for step digs over the top. Man, clear advantages to me for a fully healthy Bill squad against the Chiefs squad that's still – we saw it a couple of weeks ago against Denver in a big game. They, they, they're not overpowering. So they look great. They're going to look good against the Steelers in a playoff game. We saw what happened the first time these two teams played. I don't know it's going to be much different. I think it's a closer game, obviously. But I'm going to take the Bills to win this game outright. I'm not even going to need the two points. While I have you here, and you're the right guy to talk about this, uh, let's get into UFC 270. The big heavyweight title fight, Gane in Ganu. Gane is he's minus 155. He's undefeated. But Francis is the champ. He's got the belt. He's got some contract stuff on the line here, I believe. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. are we going with this title fight where, in my opinion, you flip a coin? Well, here's the thing. If you asked me three weeks ago when I could have got slightly plus money in Cyril Gane, or at least even money at, or around minus 110, that's when the time to come in on the Frenchman was. And now the level of disrespect in the betting market to Francis Ngannou, <laughs> it's, it's staggering to me. It's absolutely staggering. The one thing, and I'll give out my official pr- prediction on Friday on First Strike uh, with our cast of thousands that we have there, because really my handicap has been switching a little bit. Francis Ngannou, quiet as captain, he did it against Stipe, is doing a much better job of takedown defense. And if he can stuff the takedowns from Cyril Gaon, then all of a sudden this becomes a stand-up fight. 
And Cyril Gaon will get knocked out, just like all the others. If Cyril Gaon cannot get this fight down to the ground, and I know he's good in the clinch, and I know he's good with his hands, that's Derek Lewis. There's nobody you want to go toe-to-toe with. And Stephen Miocic tried it in the rematch, and he failed. You do not fight fire with fire. And when Stephen's takedowns failed, he had no other chance but try to breathe down the dragon with his right hand, and it didn't work. If Cyril Gaon cannot get those takedowns, and you're going to give me this kind of plus money with Francis Ngannou, who really wants to stuff it to Dana White and the, the company, feels like a WWE storyline. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm stunned how this line has gone. If you're a backer of Ngannou, get it now, because I think late sharp money is going to start to come in on the Predator. Uh, Ngannou by in the first round. KO. How about Ngannou in the first round plus 400? I don't know that. Well, I mean, look, Ngannou can stiff you with one punch, right? So we, we know that going in. But I got to think early on he's going to be preventing takedowns. So I don't know how much of his offense he's going to look for right away, Scott. So if I see Ngannou getting a knockout win, I could see it in the second or the third round. But I think he's got about a 15-minute window to get this done. And then the gas tank, you got to start worrying about Francis. And that's where Gon can take over late and get those takedowns. So, like, if you're a backer of Gon, I think you play the over. If you're a backer of Nganu, I think you play the under. Yeah, Nganu to win by KO, TKO is plus 175. So you get a you little bit more than uh, well, than what the, uh, the, what the regular line is for the fight. Well, here's the bottom, here's the bottom line, Scott. He's not going to win by decision, yeah. right? So yeah. if, if Francis Ngannou is going to get a win, then take that better money with the knockout TKO because I can't, he's not going to submit <laughs> Cyril Gaon and he's not going to win the card. So take the better plus money if you're a backer of the underdog. And I cannot believe we're talking about the underdog <laughs> in Francis Ngannou. Uh, what other fight are you looking forward to watching here on Saturday? Well, I mean, when you get Brandon Moreno against uh, Davidson Figueredo in that uh, trilogy fight, it's going to be amazing. And I know, you know, Moreno won the first time. Uh, it, excuse me, it was a draw the first time. Then he gets to stop. It's become the first Mexican-born UFC champion ever. The emotion with him. And now he's a real, about minus 180 is what I saw today uh, w- with Moreno. And I thought, boy, that, that feels a little strong for me with a guy like Figueredo who, you know, if he doesn't get the point deduction the first time around, he beats Moreno. And then the second time when he couldn't get him out of there with his hands, he gassed a little bit uh, as that fight was just so high energy and high octane. It almost felt like an adrenaline dump. I got to tell you, man, sometimes when you're the champion for the first time, it's a different feel than when you're the hunter than being the hunted. I think we got a live dog in Figueredo in this one. So plus 155 that I'm seeing out there. Yeah. I think that as, as close as that first fight was that actually Figueredo wins if he doesn't get a point deducted. I think that's too big a favorite for the first time defending UFC champion. Interesting stuff. Uh, I know it's going to be a really exciting uh, fight. Oh, man. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of names that you might not recognize on this card, but it's still shaping up to be Mm -hmm. a very good card. And also, just the... It's been a while since we've had a a big UFC event. So, I think people... Right, this is... No doubt. This is the first one, the first pay-per-view of 2022. We had three weeks off until yep. they came back last week with a dynamic main event. I mean, we're starved for it. You get two title bouts down there. It's basically the big little guy and the little big guy, right? We have <laughs> 125ers, and then we got the, the super heavyweights. So, like, we could double up their weight, so they still wouldn't make the same weight as Ghanan and Ganu in the main event. So, it's going to be a really just wild 
uh, juxtaposition to go from the 125ers to the big boys back-to-back. And we know you're going to be all over it. Make sure you guys download and listen to First Strike this week to get uh, Dave Ross's picks and analysis on UFC 270. Dave, appreciate the time. I'll talk to you in a little bit. You got it, Scott. Thanks, brother. There he is, uh, Dave Ross, with all the information there on UFC 270. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on Visa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.